Welcome to Faith Through the Fire with your host, Tracy Waldridge. Stephen Drawball and Lauren Seeley could not be with me today. We'll be back to our normal routine on the on the next episode. So I'm just I'm just going solo today and I don't have an interview. Today I'm I'm gonna be hoping to give you maybe some words of encouragement for those who are going through some hard times, going through the fires. Um, that's what this show is is all about. I know we have a variety of guests and different topics, but that's the main thing, faith through the fire. Uh, how do we how do we keep our faith strong through the fire? So I just I just want to give you a couple words of encouragement, uh, maybe some ideas that you haven't thought of before from God's word that maybe can help us. First of all, w- one of the things that will help all of us handle hard times, handle the fires, is understanding from the get go before the fires happen. Understanding why I'm here. Why am I here on this earth and and what is my purpose? Because I think what happens a lot of times is when people get really discouraged, really depressed during the hard times, a a lot of times we get a mindset going into things that we ask the question, why? Why is this happening? You know, and, and then that shifts toward God and what is he doing? Why is he not there? That kind of mindset. And it can be really, it can spiral and and get us way down. And so I think if we have a clear understanding of why are we here, it it will help get us through. And so I want to read a couple scriptures here. I want to go back to the Old Testament and pull one scripture. And and we always talk about taking scriptures out of context and we like to get a a full thing. But here in Isaiah, this this one verse can kind of stand alone, really, especially when we're we're talking about what we're talking about. Isaiah 43 verse 7 says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created. Okay, so God is saying every everyone whom I created, here it goes, for, so he's saying, what have I created them for? He says, for my glory, whom I formed and made. He's created us for his glory. That's why we're here. And it's part of our our mission. It's our purpose is to show people God. Now, people outside of of the church, people that uh, uh, may not believe Scripture, w- would look at that and say, "Well, that seems conceited or arrogant of God." Of course, uh, for us as believers, we understand that God is God and He deserves this glory, right? We understand that. But there are, there's a lot of people out there that that may not understand that. But here's here's the thing. It, it's God is not doing this for some kind of selfish, prideful reason. God is doing this for our good. When we do give God glory in our life, you know, that that is when we see love, right? That That is when we see agape love, a sacrificial love come out through us. We see Christ living in us and he gets the glory and that brings other people to Christ. And, and you see more and more love throughout the world. Folks who, who want to live by God's word, we begin to understand that when we give God glory, we're following his word, that life is so much more abundant. Not that there's not going to be problems, and that's what we're talking about today. But And, and it's also wrapped up in our purpose is wrapped up in our mission, right? Those 
two things go hand in hand. And so Jesus gives us our mission in Matthew 28, verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We're to make disciples, right? That's, that's, we are to make other followers of Jesus, to bring people to Jesus, to show them a better way out of this world and, and to show them what, what heaven is all about, what God is all about. Here's what's happened, I think, in the world and sadly in some Christians' minds because of things like what I call the health and wealth gospel. You know, if you follow Christ, you're going to get that job, your your health is going to be great, everything's going to go just smooth and rosy, and that's not the case. Uh, of course, th- th- there is examples of, of praying for health, praying that God takes care of, of our needs and, and whatnot. There's those examples, but that's not our our main purpose. Those examples should be in, if, if I have a prayer about my health or about a job or a career, what is the motivation behind that prayer? Is it so that I can give glory to God in this job that I'm praying about? In, in the financial means, am I going to pray to God, please Lord, let me let me get this job because I'm going to have some influence over people and I can show them you living in me. God's glory is shown and, and that's a great purpose. But if it's just me, me, me and fix this, Lord, and give me this, Lord, and that's not what it's all about. So we have our purpose. We have our mission. It's it, what, what happens today so often, like I said, the health and wealth, we, we get this mind shift of, well, when things don't work out, what are you doing, God? What's going on? Why aren't you taking care of me? Why aren't you doing this? Why am I going through this pain? And what the health and wealth gospel does is give us this mindset of what I call the pet syndrome, that we think that we're here as God's pets. And so God is to keep us comfortable and put us in this bubble and, and protect us. And that's not what we're here for. We're here to go out and serve and bring glory to him and bring people to him. And so we can see if if our minds shift of our purpose. Okay, my purpose is to give God glory. And my mission is to bring people to Jesus, make disciples. When I see that, well, then the pain and the suffering, I can understand a little more. And, and what I mean by that is, Hey, in the pain, in the suffering, people can see Jesus and, and probably even more so. I can, I can see Jesus in, in folks who have went through some hard times. This show, this Faith Through the Fire, we've talked to some folks who've been through some really hard times. But we see Jesus so clearly in those, guiding them through how other people were allowing Jesus to live through them and reaching out a hand of help for those people time and time again. We see God's glory, people brought to Christ through the hard time. And so I think when we understand that, we get a a better picture of how we can handle, right? My mindset is different now. I can understand, okay, this is not God doing this to me or, or not doing this to me or whatever. This is life, right? That's another thing we need to understand. Life, we live in a fallen world since, since Adam and Eve and that first sin. This is a fallen world. It's not the way it should be. It's not the way it should be. 
But as Christians, we are to strive to make it as it should be. Often say, we, we ask God, why? Why is this happening? Why is this not happening? Why? And, and I think we need to turn that question around. I feel like a lot of times God is asking us, why? Why aren't you doing something about this? You know, we look around the world and we think there's so many problems. We, we can take topics like abortion and, and um, child abuse and, um, you know, we can get very down and, and ask God why. But God is, I think, asking us that. What are you doing about it? Who are you reaching out to to help with this, to, to pull them out of, of the world, to make this world the way it, that it should be, the way it's meant to be? So uh, I think if we understand that, I, th- I think we have a better grasp on pain and suffering and, and how to get through it. I, if, if I know my purpose in life, I can get through that because I can, I can realize, hey, somebody might come to Jesus in my pain. Is someone so worth it? Yes, definitely. A soul is worth it. My own soul. I can come to Jesus or get closer to Jesus through this so I'll just read James chapter 1. Uh, right out of the bat, James talks about it. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered among na- the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. So right off the gate, we think, if we just read that, we think, what in the world? Why would I consider it pure joy? when I'm going through trial. And I just want to say, James is writing to some folks who are really, you know, there's some Christians who are fearing for their life. They've had loved ones probably that have been tortured, killed. I mean, the list goes on and on. But he says why here in verse 3. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be true and complete not lacking anything. So so he and he goes on to talk about asking for wisdom and and not being double-minded in your in your prayers, but just that alone right there. Considering it joy. This is not James saying, you know, you need to walk around with your head in the sand and laugh in the face of of the suffering. That's not what he's saying. We understand it's okay to cry. It's okay to to yell out to God and plead, you know, just just ask for this to, to be done and, and seek comfort. That's okay. But he says, keep in mind the main picture. This is whatever I go through, and we see this in life, and those folks who are older can tell you, I can look back at life and know when I have grown the most has been through the hard time. When I have gotten closer to Christ is in the hard time, is in the darkest of times. If if I turn to him in those times, if I really dig into his word and, and pray. And the benefit of that, James talks about perseverance. Perseverance allows me to become complete and mature. I'm a, I'm a stronger Christian in my faith because of it. It's, it's, we can see the analogy in physical training. Go through some things in physical training you don't want to do. But over time, keep going through it. You keep putting your body through that hardship. What happens? You, you grow muscle, right? You lose fat. 
um, your endurance increases, right? If, if you're running and you keep running over time, you can run more and more and not get winded. It's that same concept with our relationship with Christ. We go through some hard times in this life, and it's not that God just puts these things on us, but again, we live in a fallen world. But the amazing thing is God takes those things and can turn them into a positive. I can now get through that if, I, if I'm digging into God's Word, talking to Him in prayer more and more, relying on my brothers and sisters in Christ more and more. I become closer to Him, and, and I can get through the tough times. Um, and then the next time a hard time comes, I'm even stronger. And, and something else that's, that's really, I think, um, really cool is in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 1. Paul, write, Paul writes this, in, starting in verse 3. Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles, right? We, we turn to his scripture, we, t- we turn to him in prayer, and he gives us this comfort so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, right? We're going to experience some of those th- same things as Christians, persecution, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. If we're distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patience and endure, patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. Um, so how awesome is that, that we can also, through the pain and suffering, we can understand a couple things here, right? We've talked about one already. It increases our faith, increases our endurance when we turn to God and grow closer to Him. And number two, we can comfort others, right? And how many times have you seen it? If, if you know, the people go through some things sometimes that I haven't been through, it's hard for me to give them comfort. You know, I, I can. I can listen to them, which I think is is one of the best things we can do is usually just stay quiet and, and listen to their problems and pray. But when I've been through something that they've been through, not that I totally understand what they're going through, but I can, can relate and I can speak to, you know, what has helped me in that situation, how God had comforted me in that situation. So that's that's a, a huge blessing. So another mindset or attitude I think that we can adopt that will help us get through hard times and and keep faith through the fire. There's several found in Philippians. Uh, Philippians is a great letter that that Paul wrote. Um, it amazes me the joy and the encouragement in this letter when he is in prison writing this. So um, this is not someone who is speaking out of um, no experience at all. I mean, Paul had suffered many hardships besides prison. But uh, in Philippians 2, I think, is, is a great place to look when we're battling hardships of life. And in Philippians 2, uh, starting in verse 5, he says, You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had, though he was God. He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. Think about what Jesus gave up. 
giving up heaven. Giving that up, he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. You think about Jesus, you know, he didn't come to earth and didn't live a life as a king even. This is the creator of the universe. He was there as, as John in his gospel starts his gospel. In the beginning was the word. Jesus was there from the beginning for the creation of, of earth. And he comes as, a, as a, a humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth. And every tongue declares that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So I think when we... we think going through hard times we like in in all situations we think of christ and his mindset sometimes when we go in through hard times we think i don't deserve this i i don't why is this happening to me i've I've been doing good i've been um in scripture i've been faithful i've been why why is this happening i don't think i should be getting this think about christ he came to earth he gave up so much to live as a slave, he humbled himself in obedience, and he suffered. I mean, I, I can't, you know, we we have these thoughts, and we're flawed. We mess up all the time. We sin, and we think about our sin. We, we do deserve suffering. We do deserve punishment. Just thank God for his grace that Christ came to deliver us from that. And he went through all of this suffering, the suffering on the cross to save us. Here's the creator of the universe who has come in, in the flesh and lived as a man and went through anything and everything that we could go through and more and, and to die on a cross and to suffer I mean, he, he deserved heaven and to be with God, and he, and he gave that up for us. So when we're going through these hard times, just think about it. It doesn't matter how good we've been or how faithful or really, in actuality, when we sin, we deserve death. We deserve punishment. God's grace has saved us from that. We have a home in heaven that is, is waiting on us because of Jesus Christ and all that he's given up. So I think we have this, we, we need this mindset of Christ, this humility. If we have humility in the suffering, it's our pride that says, I don't deserve this. What's going on? Um, so uh, I think a couple of these mindsets will, will help us. So in closing, a few things that can, I think that can help us get through the hard times. Knowing our purpose. Why are we here? I'm not here to be comfortable and, and to get all my desires met. I'm not God's pet, right? I'm here for a purpose, and that's to bring glory to God and bring people to Jesus. You know, I have a mission, great commission that Jesus gave us was to go out and make disciples of, of folks and, and baptize them. So I remember that, and in the suffering, I can see that this can happen even more so. So it's worth it. I need to remember to to have the mindset of Christ, one of humility, thinking about what I truly deserve and God's grace and being grateful 
for everything he's, he's given me. That attitude of thankfulness will, will get me through the hard times as well. So as always, if, if you're out there and, and you're going through a fire, I pray that you have the attitude of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who, who told Nebuchadnezzar, hey, our God can deliver us from this fiery furnace. But even if he doesn't, we're going to serve him and him only. I hope you have that attitude as well, that no matter what you go through, you're going to keep, you're going to keep the faith in God strong and grow closer to him. Thank you for listening. Love y'all. Bye.